This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share His love. Well, hey everybody, uh, JB, joined Josh. by my sidekick Josh and Kinsey. You were supposed to say your name. <laughs> oh, I didn't know I was saying my name. That was your cue, man. My yeah, bad. That was your cue. Yes. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Kinsey. Radiant Reflections episode 20. Okay, 20. I was like, wow. I have no idea. Which, uh, uh, I'm not going to lie. Let's I'm, jump in. I'm here. feeling, I don't know if insecure is okay. the right word. Okay. But, so the last episode, episode 19, where we had coffee. bearded Josh. Yeah. The apparently coffee guru tart cherry Clear. whiz I mean, he knew of it. the century. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I did. Had, I did had, watch that. And we, it's like, dang. Like first try. <laughs> I'm still. I'm still blown away. But so we had him on last last episode, which was a couple of weeks ago, and I looked last week. So after this episode dropped on YouTube, okay, I looked at the analytics. I'm I don't. Looking. I don't usually dig real deep in that, but I thought, oh, like, how's this? How's this going? Within five days of that episode dropping on YouTube, yeah. It was out of anything our church has ever put on YouTube. It was the third most viewed thing we've ever created on YouTube. Wow! There was only one church service that was higher. It's probably and, Easter and or something. The second, it was it. It was it was like in our dangerous prayer series. Oh wow! So that was number one. Our our second most viewed thing on YouTube <laughs> after that was uh, when we were coming back from lockdown. Oh yeah! And Ryan sure. did a video announcement saying that we were coming back to uh-huh. in person church. That was our second most viewed okay. thing. It our still th- comes up in my feed our for YouTube. <laughs> that video. It's like seriously. Our third most viewed thing was the Beard of Josh episode. So <laughs> I don't know Josh. If it's, way to go. Bro. I don't know if it's because his beard is better than ours. It's powerful. Yeah, there's just, some sort of magic in his he's beard. He's like better yeah, looking than us or what it is, but like <laughs> third most viewed YouTube video Radiant Left Church has ever put yeah. out there. We probably should so, <laughs> since you're talking about YouTube, we probably should update the viewers. Uh, it's particularly the viewers, right? We put out a challenge. We said we're going to do a coffee tasting event when Radiant Life Church, not just Radiant Reflections, but the YouTube channel as a whole, gets to 750 subscribers, right? oh. our little old channel. Do you have that pulled up? Or I got it pulled up right now. We are at 723 subscribers. So which has been a pretty significant jump. That's, nice. That's up more. like 20 627 yeah. since so come on people i want to be a part of this coffee 27 tasting. more people so like and share this video you don't even know what we're about to say but we still want you to like and share <laughs> just just you know randomly smash the like button <laughs> yeah smash the like button that's right <laughs> exactly click the bell you know i bet yeah. right now Haley is putting the little ding dong oh can you do that Haley? she does you know when that? we say it she's brilliant man when we say the words it shows up on the bottom that's cool i know i like so there's a there's a there's a youtuber named davy 504 He's a bass player, so he's awesome. But he always does like slap like now, and he always he always slaps. But he's also like he does a lot of slap bass stuff. So I kind of want to say slap like now. Just said twenty-seven more subscribers. Yeah, we'll be at seven fifty, and we will get to drink. Watch this segue, guys. We will get to drink great coffee like the coffee we're drinking today. Oh, look at that! Now you can tell you do this. That was pro. Now here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to my good friend. He's a pastor uh, down in Miami, Florida. Zach Vasquez. Zach is a, a fellow coffee nerd, and I got to see Zach last week in Merritt Island, Florida. And as a gift to me, he brought me two 
really special coffees from Perla Roasters in Miami. So these guys already know one of the tasting notes, so we're not going to say it. But what other things are we tasting, guys? Okay, no, we got to tell them what it is. This is Perla Roasters. This is Ethiopia Sakura. This is an anaerobic process. An anaerobic, so no so oxygen. There's, right, there's been some fermentation to cure the beans. Exactly. Like, I can't even be... Like, if you swish it over your tongue. Like, and that one... It's so clean. <laughs> it's crazy. Hey, don't be spitting your coffee out now. Those are expensive microphones. <laughs> Switch it over your no. As you let the coffee roll over no, the see, sides, I'm used to that language. But yeah. you see, like he's, it's like a freaking basketball. I'm gonna switch. <laughs> switch. Uh, <laughs> vanilla. Okay, so you're saying vanilla, Josh. What else you got? So when I smelled it, and I'm we all know, like 20 episodes in, I'm really bad at this, and we all know like, that Josh Oliva is the only one who's good at it. <laughs> yes. When I smelled it in the bag, I thought. Like a chocolatey kind of thing. I did think chocolate when we smelled it. I don't know if I taste, but chocolate. there was clearly a berry taste, which we discussed off camera. This is an Ethiopian heirloom coffee. Again, Ethiopia Sakura uh, from Perla Coffee. the The main tasting note is blue raspberry candy. Oh, hmm. the raspberry, yeah, right. Floral, cranberry. Ooh. Fuji apples, not just regular apples. Hey, well, are those Fuji those little candies are... you get after Thai? Maybe. What? And those little not? candies they give you after you eat Thai food? Are they, it's what? like a type of apple, right? Is that what that is? Well, no, like Fuji, Fuji, like it's that's a sweet. Yeah, a sweet I don't apple. know that I've had Fuji, like, I like apples. Fuji my, apples. My, yeah, my yeah. favorites are Fuji and, and Gala apples. Yeah, Gala. Yeah, Macintosh like... are garbage. Well, they're they're really good for sauce. But they're just it's like it's a like soft. Mealy. It's a soft. No, but it's soft. Yeah. So that makes that makes good sauce. Yeah. But like for like just eating an apple, Fuji's. Or I, I always get Fuji's yeah, and Gala's. No, you're, you're, I totally you're, catch the apple. If I was like a millionaire, say I would get uh, Honeycrisp. But like, so that's... for our viewers and listeners, just to let you know, this Perla Roasters coffee, mm. this Ethiopia, they grade coffee, coffee up to the uh, eighty nine. Is like really, really high. That's considered third wave coffee. It's a very, very, very large jump to go from 89 into the 90s. When you get into the 90s, this is another galaxy of coffee, mm. right? I wish, viewers, listeners, you could taste this coffee. This is a 92 on the Q grader. So it's the highest coffee I've ever consumed in terms of grading. Yeah. Now, we did one. You had one that was graded before, and that was... Oh, was it that Hawaiian? It was, a, I think, the last time you were on, Kinsey. I, I remember yeah, that, you talking about rating. The one that they brought rating. you from Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, that one was graded at a 95, but again, I'm not confident but that it was actually Q-graded. Okay. Now, you, Perla, you, I know. You were not super convinced after no. we drank that cup of no. coffee. And, and the reason I know that Perla is because my, my friend Zach has told, uh, told me they have a Q-grading, a certified Q-grader on staff at Perla. So this is someone mm. who works there, a barista who... Uh, grades the coffee. It's pretty great. So, well, it is, it is I don't good. know who Zach is, but he's pretty awesome in my book. So, Thanks, thank Zach. you. Zach is so the master of Calvary Chapel, blessing. Miami. Yeah, yeah. We 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 nerded out about coffee. He also brought me two different coffees from Lineage in Orlando. One was a pan, Guatemalan geisha, and the other was I don't remember the other one, but the other one tasted like tea. Josh, you would have loved it. I do. I like it. I like it tea. was lemon tea-like. 
and it really was very light, light bodied. I don't know. See, I feel so like this you, is lighter. Very light. Like, if this you is pulled not, a this shot like of a, this, like, can you I, drink this as espresso? I have not yet, but I cannot wait to, <laughs> okay. to, to pull a shot of this. This yeah. is the first that I've opened it. Okay. Uh, so I no, when you it. open the bag, it's like, dang, that's yes. really good. Yeah. So if you're looking for like a super special coffee, Perla, P-E-R-L-A, Perla Roasters out of Miami, the Ethiopian Saqqara. Buckle up. It's a little bit spendy. But okay, give us like how okay because like I know okay. like we had that one we tried that one a few weeks ago from Parlor yes right? and that was like that was like twenty bucks for a, a eight ounce bag yeah. like are you talking like that or this like is more twenty twenty four dollars uh for a twelve ounce bag okay so that's not that bad yeah my subscription is that yeah so. All right, so episode 20, here yeah. we are, Radiant Reflections. <laughs> and, and guys, uh, Josh and I will say, it was such a bummer to not be with you last week. And uh, it was don't... so terrible. I was suffering in Florida. It was... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be serious there for a minute. No, I added in some actually, rain I... clouds over the top of so the they had I greatly high temperatures. Missed, I greatly missed our shoot last I week. I did, too. So. I did, too. I was suffering with uh, Chad Bennett, our tech director in Florida. I was working a few days. But then a couple other days, we just messed around. We we rented one of those Polaris um, slingshots. You don't... It's you don't oh, is that it's, like the Batman-looking thing? Yeah, like it's got two wheels on the front and then one big fat slick yeah, in the yeah. back. We rented one of those for half a day. We tooled up and down A1A. Do you have an endorsement? I thought you needed an endorsement to rent those. I have one, but I you don't. You, I mean, I couldn't believe. I didn't have to do anything. I signed a paper, paid my money, and left. <laughs> But uh, are they fast? We were going up. Oh, dude, it's five speed manual. <laughs> oh, was, sweet! Can't find banging the gears, just just stomping. <laughs> he got up to fifty five. You oh, know the speed limit, uh, real quick. Yes, definitely. That's. <laughs> at any rate, we we're we're on A one A, which is. You, anybody have any memories coming when I say A one A? Uh oh, uh, that's in, yeah. I was gonna say that's A1A, in a song. Beachfront oh. Avenue, uh-huh. right? So we play. We're playing that song. <laughs> <laughs> Chad and I are playing this song, cruising up and down A1A, listening to Vanilla in your, Ice. In your slingshot. And we both have these stupid, like, like, uh. I saw, I oh saw a picture of Chad's hat. Like we a had that hat. awesome. Yeah, yeah like a, like well, a. Oh, you have, one. you have one yeah. like that, Kinsey. Yeah. We would have died if we had not. Chad got burnt real bad. Like, as we were going up the coast, this left side of his arm, he didn't get sprayed. Oh, man, he got burned so bad. Uh, I got burned on the way back down because I was on the side of the sun. But anyway, that's why we were with you last week, because I was out of town. Well, and super, like, double bummer, because we're not going to be here next week. It's true. Because we're all going to be in Florida. I I had an idea. There's no promises, viewers and listeners. I had an idea. Dude, I'm I'm hoping you're going to say what I was hoping you were going to say. I don't know what we're allowed to take yet in terms of like luggage and stuff you get one checked bag okay is so it one you, of the big ones or one of the small ones it's a checked bag so the big one the big one it okay. goes underneath the plane what if we could do one on site dude that'd be awesome you know what i mean i would i'm down i uh, i think there's probably a way i could figure out how to get a camera if anything an iphone like, but we'll have to capture audio better like the audio yeah yeah, Haley will not tolerate us just talking into an iPhone. I wouldn't either, Haley, because that sounds like garbage. Um, oh my goodness! I think we're like eighteen minutes in. Are we? Fifteen for, minutes. No, in. no. Oh, we but didn't how, start till the clock. How much of that right was like us just <sighs> dinking around we before? Ten minutes. We gotta go. We gotta okay. Go. All right. So maybe we should um, change the screen back. I'm gonna change. So the maybe, screen back. maybe that was our timer. That's the downside. Yep. That did have our timer. Sorry. 
Okay. Um, so We're we are continuing. 12 minutes in. Okay. <laughs> I saw that one part. It says okay. 79. I'm like, there's no way yeah. we've been uh-huh. that long. Um, so yeah. we are in our more series still uh, continuing a four-week conversation on prayer. And yesterday, which was February 26, 2023, uh, our dear friend and brother, Pastor Brandon Kinsey, brought a message talking about upward prayer. So yeah. give us like just a real quick like flyover of what you covered yesterday. And then you tease this out in the message. Uh, you alluded to two other kinds of prayer that you wanted to talk about, but you were going to save it for right here. So yeah. we'll spend the bulk of our time. Before we start, there. I want to say this to you, Kinsey. Uh, and for viewers and listeners who have watched or heard Kinsey teach before, you always have uh, like level nine, level 10 energy. You always are so full of energy and full of life, right? Mm-hmm. There was something different about mm. you yesterday. Mm. There was a peace and a calm and a, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but I'm watching you teach and I'm hearing just even how the words were coming. I know I'm being a little bit mystical here, but uh, there was such a relaxed presence from you that normally you're like ready to rip and go. Sure. And that's good too. Yeah. I'm not saying this bad, but yesterday yeah. you were different. It was cool. So that's uh, it. Praise God. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how to respond to that. I mean, I did have one other person come up to me after service and, uh, and I was in the middle of another conversation. They were just very patient and waiting. Um, and so I was able to give them my full attention and they're like, so I, cause in the message, um, uh, during that Psalm 145, there's that one, I can't remember the exact verse, but it's, it, it, it describes God's character, which I believe it's quoting Exodus 34 verse five mm-hmm. about God being compassionate and loving. And, and this lady said, you were, you were exhibiting that mm-hmm. while you were mm-hmm. talking. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she was just so thoughtful in the way that she said it. Like it was just very meaningful, mm-hmm. um, in the way that she encouraged me in that. So definitely praise God for that. Um, so upward prayer, um, I think to really boil it down is just intimacy with God. Like we move up into this intimacy, this closeness, uh, with the presence of God. So, you know, those little cards that we handed out, uh, we talked about inward, upward. We're going to talk about upward next week. Um, outward, outward. outward. Yeah. Sorry. Um, outward, Um, so this week was this idea of us moving up into this intimacy with God. So that would kind of be like the really quick version of that. And then we talked about, uh, the prayer of rest and the prayer of adoration. And so, yeah. Um, so I don't know what else you want me on that, on that. So like the prayer of adoration, I felt like you gave a really practical example. You had us go to Psalm 145, which Mm -hmm. you, you just alluded to, uh, I mean, which is a really cool way. Right. And, And we've talked before from the stage, like you can pray scripture. Mm. Right? Yeah. So and, and I liked how in that, in that quiet space towards the end of the, the message, like you, you gave us space to practice that. Yeah. And one of the the things you said, Hey, maybe you just need to read through Psalm 145 because that is a, it's a prayer of adoration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was very practical. Uh, double click to use a JBism right on, on the prayer of rest. Yeah, but yes. Was it, man? It's new. All you're getting, like, I, dude, 
don't have anything original. I just, dude, I told somebody that yesterday about myself. But then, but then I came up with something original, and I don't remember what it was. It had to be the jokes you told up front, second service. Those were not original. Those were not original. So, okay, I'm getting totally off track. But the Batman joke I got from George Earl. He called me in the lobby. George. George, that joke was awesome. The other ones, though, going into the service, like I, I knew Fish was, he was a little nervous. So I was yeah. like, well, I'm going to break the tension. I looked up some fish jokes just to have, you know, kind of a, a little. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Fish, we're referring to Brandon Fish, who goes by Fish. He is our facilities director, manager. What is his title? Yeah, facilities manager. Facilities. Dude who gets things done in <laughs> a day. He gets stuff done oh in a day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's astounding what's gotten done since that guy came along. Anyway, we love you, Fish. You're awesome. That's I don't right. know if he watches Absolutely. this. He probably doesn't. I don't know. Maybe he does. I don't know. Where but, so so uh prayer of rest D- like just for a minute or two like lean into that what is, what does that look like right you talked about that idea of the eye of the storm and, and you showed that really cool image yeah. right? like where you're in the eye of the storm yeah. and you see the blue sky the sunshine it's right there you know all around you is this this chaos of this uh, this hurricane mm-hmm. right but you're in this place of of stillness. What does that look like from a prayer standpoint? If if I'm if I'm looking to actually practice a prayer of rest, like what what does that look like, or what does that sound like? Like what are some things that I'm I might actually pray that would line up with that idea of the prayer of rest? Mm-hmm. I think uh, practically speaking, I'm trying to put myself in that situation right now. Um, and it's hard for me to not visualize that picture um, that I shared with the hurricane. Um, I think a, a really practical prayer of rest is, Lord, I see all of this around me. Help me to get my eyes fixed back on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be the simplest prayer um, because I, I'm so focused on everything else. And I like... I need this rest. I need this peace. I need this shalom in the midst of everything that's going on. Um, Lord, could you just come into my mind and my heart? So I don't know if that's too abstract or if no, that's, that's exact. that's actually really good. So okay. so I, again, for me, like with, with prayer for me, like I'm very, I tend to be very structured. Like I need some sort of structure. Mm. I like, I like models. You know, I mean, and you made the statement that the prayer of rest keeps our focus on Jesus, mm-hmm. right? You, like you had that as a statement in that message. Yeah. So in my brain, it's just like, okay, well, like what's a, what's a, like a, a specific prayer? You know, that's, that's just yeah. the way my brain works. For me, so. just like I wrestle with the external noise and the internal noise. A lot of times when I'm able to quiet the external noise, everything that's outside of my body, that's when the internal noise really gets cranked up or I finally mm-hmm. hear it. And I think it's just praying and asking God to meet you in that moment. So, no, that's I think good. that's how I'd answer that's good. that. So, all right. So the other thing, and again, you you kind of teased this out yesterday. You you wanted to get into a contemplative and meditative prayer. Yeah. Uh, and you told everyone in the message, you did like a really cool promo for Radio Reflections podcast. Looking out for even my used, brothers. Uh, even used the yeah. graphic. That was slick. Yeah, that yeah was I was trying to do a pro move there. I didn't yeah. know I was going to get blessed with this awesome coffee from your buddy Zach. That's right. Um, but yeah, that was it was just cool that um, to have this platform, this area to 
to just talk more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the idea of meditative prayer and contemplative prayer is um, for people who've been walking with the Lord for a while and they've been trying to do these practices. They've they've been learning how to feed themselves in a sense. They're they're stepping deeper into their faith, and I think it's this idea of kind of going into the deeper waters so to speak. So I think these prayers aren't necessarily for a novice. It doesn't mean that God loves you any less, but it's just like, um, you don't have, um, I forget how it works with electricians. What's the journeyman? A journeyman, they're higher up than an, yeah, an apprentice. And then like, you don't have an apprentice doing a journeyman's work or a master. Like, we just we we learn skills along the way and and i think there's different levels of prayer that we can do as well yeah i mean we've you know we've used the kind of the the, the parallel of physical exercise right you don't you don't wake up tomorrow morning and say you know what i think i want to take up running and then go out and try to run a marathon yeah, like right. that weekend yeah. right i mean it's you're not gonna go well like you're gonna yeah. you're gonna couch to 5k it yeah you know, maybe yeah, get a couple yeah. of 5ks under your belt right. maybe move up some 10ks you're gonna do you know right. and there's this this incremental yeah. uh, growth that you would uh, work through i think the point too of meditative prayer uh and and why you may say that it's perhaps a, for more mature people is in order to meditate on something you have to have taken it inside yes so there's got to be a quantifiable amount of something in you scripture the character yeah. nature of who god is yep. in order for you to then meditatively pray exactly over those things and exactly. so as a newer believer this might not be a practice but there are some very simple meditative prayer practices uh that i think that anyone can do and you did it with us even with Psalm 145 was a prayer of adoration. It definitely mm-hmm. was. But it was also a prayer of meditation because you're thinking of and focusing your mental energy on the character and nature of God. You're meditating on who God is. Yeah. Um, I loved yesterday just how much Foster <laughs> got quoted in the message because he is... Uh, I actually cut out quite a bit. Bro. <laughs> it was basically a Richard Foster message. All, all y'all, <laughs> all y'all get out there, say it that way, and get Celebration of Disciplines. This is uh, an absolute, and I know my brothers are going to say the same thing, a absolute must read as a follower of Christ. Like you... Top three, top three books. Mm. I think that's hard. I mean, within oh, within uh, the spiritual disciplines category, yeah, within the spiritual you, disciplines. Yeah, I mean, top especially three, like in a, prayer. I haven't finished that. Celebration. Like well, because he's got yeah, he's got both. You've got celebration of disciplines, but he yeah. also wrote the one you quoted yesterday, which is just called prayer. Prayer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Celebration uh, of disciplines, though, is more <clears throat> of an umbrella look. Prayer is a part of that. Yeah, uh, he just goes way in depth on that. Yeah. And what's nice about that book, um, like if you're kind of like you're wanting to read a little bit more, but it's kind of daunting, it's not a, a easy practice for you. What's nice about this prayer book is the chapters are very short. Mm. And so you can read about a particular prayer and just meditate on it. See what I did there? Um, And just kind of sit on that. (laughs) But like he quotes a lot of um, first century. Yeah, just contemplatives. Um, What does that word mean? Can you unpack that for us? What does it mean to be a contemplative? Where where did that that term come from? And and what what does that mean for us? So... uh, Right before we go into that, that idea of meditative, 
I, I think I've heard you guys say this before, but like a word picture that comes to mind is, and it's kind of crude, but it illustrates the point of a cow chewing its cud. Like it did ingest something and then it rechews that cud and it, it does that several times. I think that's with God's word and meditative prayer is we do need to intake God's word in order for us to have meditative prayer. I think it's easier to explain meditative prayer than it is contemplative prayer, but it does take the discipline of, I think, taking in God's word is probably the primary source for us to meditate on. So It's just a lot less gross than the cow thing. Yes, much, (laughs) yeah, much better than that. And the difference between meditative prayer and our Christian practice is meditative prayer and other practices is an emptying. Yeah. Complete, like, like, yep. dripping out your ears. You, you know, you're, you're trying to empty yourself, yeah, but where we're trying nothingness. to take we're in. To fill ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a lot different than other. Eastern. And, Eastern. and here's the thing like, um, Christian uh, meditation has been around for a really long time. It's mm-hmm. not like it's this foreign thing. No. There's just been these other religions that have taken their take Co-op, on co-opted. it. Co opted. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, and so it gets construed or you see it playing out in media or movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you don't really see this idea of taking in God's word and then chewing on that cut of God's word or, and just, yeah. So mm-hmm. could ramble on that contemplative prayer. That's a little bit, I almost think that this is a little bit more mystical in a sense. Um, this one can be a little bit more. Um, abstract maybe for some I think it's harder to have that practical like I'm clearly doing contemplative prayer when I'm doing X Y Z I think it's a little bit harder but it it definitely is more of in silence mm-hmm. um, so I grabbed a couple of quotes here from Foster that I have uh, in my notes in front of me contemplative prayer immerses us into the silence of God how desperately we need in the world in a modern world, this wordless baptism. Mm. Wow. I like that language. Yeah. Like just being baptized in wordlessness. Like that's just so foreign. <laughs> <laughs> like What's it's just... the difference between contemplating and meditating? So I think meditation is that idea of re-chewing and thinking about whatever that thing is for with God. I think... Uh, contemplative prayer is it's more of just being quiet um i think it's well i have a bunch of notes here Mm. um so i don't know how many of these are going to be practical um to pray successfully without words one needs to be at the top of one's form so the idea that i think foster was getting at in that particular section is we're kind of really in this zone. I don't know that contemplative prayer is something that we do every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be maybe in a weekly practice or a monthly practice or some sort, but it's a um, we are entering deeply into a spiritual realm. So, which he would go on to allude that um, this is the reason why it's not for a novice is because if we're entering into this um, kind of into the presence of God. Um, this spiritual realm, there are entities that are against the will of God. And so we need to be able to discern the the voice of God and discernment and not being swayed by every wind, every storm, 
Um, Even our that, own thoughts, fleshly uh, thoughts. Right, exactly. And so I think that's the reason why this is more in the deeper water uh, for people. And so Foster even gave a, a prayer suggestion, a prayer of protection when we enter into a space of contemplative prayer. Um, th- this is literally a prayer that he had in his book. By the authority of the Almighty God, I surround myself with light of Christ. I cover myself with the blood of Christ and seal myself with the cross of Christ. All dark and evil spirits must now leave. No influence is allowed to come near to me, but that is the first filtered through the light of Jesus Christ in whom my name, his name, I pray. Amen. And I just, I love that prayer. Like that's a real practical thing to pray that you're trying to enter into this space, this really deep intimacy, um, with God. So I know I'm not like, I'm kind of being abstract in the way that I'm answering some of your questions. We've talked a little bit about one of the contemplative prayer practices called listening prayer here on Radiant Reflections a number of times. Um, And that's similar to what Foster is saying, where you're coming again, just for review, you know, and this from Ruth Haley Barton, hands, palms up Mm -hmm. and coming to, to God and saying, Holy Spirit, Speak to me mm. about what to even pray about. Yeah. Guide and lead me in my prayers so that I pray the will of God. And as we're in that silence and stillness, the Holy Spirit begins to to speak things like, I would have never thought to even pray about that. Yeah. And then we start to see the kingdom of heaven breaking into earth. Like God's will starts happening when mm. we pray in the Spirit. Yeah. And so listening prayer, even though it is a contemplative practice, I personally believe that it can be and maybe should be a daily practice in some quantity for every Mm. believer to say, uh, because we all come with our laundry lists, right? We all come and say, hey, there's this, 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 and this. I'm praying for this, this. But how often do we come with contemplation and say, Lord, what do you want? Mm -hmm. Lord, what are you saying to me? Um, we've even talked about breath, breath prayers mm-hmm. as a, cont- are you going to yeah. go there? No, I wasn't okay. going to go there, but the yeah. breath prayer, a, a really simple breath prayer. And we've, we've talked about this on radiant reflections. This is a contemplative practice. Um, you know, when Jesus is in the garden, he's suffering and he's sweating these great drops of blood and he knows as a man what's coming and he goes to his father and he says, father, if there's any other way, if this cup could pass, Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So uh, a contemplative breathing prayer is just to breathe in the words, not my will, and breathe out the words, but your will be done. Mm -hmm. Not my will, but your will be done. And this is a great way to, to begin to center your whole being into that practice of shaking off what, what we want to do, even in that day, Mm -hmm. you know, and to say, Mm -hmm. God, I, I want to do your will today even if it means a death on the cross. Mm-hmm. You know, I love what Foster said there about marking himself with mm-hmm. the cross. I want to be marked mm-hmm. with the cross to say that my life is cruciformed, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's shaped and made around the cross of Jesus Christ, which is this instrument of death. When you start thinking about it, our jewelry and the things that we, it's not as cool, you know, when <laughs> I, when I think about it. But. Josh, you got something. I'm well, sorry. I did, and you know, this is a, it's a passage that you brought in yesterday kinsey but it ties into especially with that listening prayer right romans 8 uh 26 Mm. there it says and the holy spirit helps us in our weakness for example 
This is a New Living Translation. We don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit mm. pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Mm. So, yeah. See, and I felt like when, when Kinsey was, talked about that, I felt like you were, to me, it felt like an external practice that the Holy Spirit was going to kind of make up the difference of our weakness in prayer. Like he's interceding for us. I definitely see it that way, but I also see it as a way that the Holy Spirit in us prays with groaning. So the spirit groaning in prayer isn't external anymore. It's not mm. something that's happening just in the heavenlies, but it's happening like in and through us as we're quiet and still before the Lord and saying, Lord, I just need you to move in this person's life. I need you yeah. to do something in this person's life, or I need you to, to do something in my life in this area. Um, you got, you got some too. Well, I, I think another way to frame it is, uh, just being attentive mm. to God. I think it begins to move from like just the head of, I have the knowledge that the Holy Spirit's going to intercede mm. where then it, you know, as pastor Ryan would say that 18 inches down to the heart, I think contemplative prayer begins to move into that space of our heart and we begin to pay more attention of, oh, what is God doing here in this moment? What is he beginning to say to me? I think breathing prayer definitely is an ecosystem that can help usher in um, kind of like that. Um, I think Foster calls it um, recollection. Um, I think Teresa Villa would call it centering prayer. Mm -hmm. This idea of us getting recollected, our thoughts, everything is beginning to come back together and us being aware and attentive to Holy Spirit. Um, and it, it begins to move more into the heart area than just the knowledge of what's going on. I don't, does that make sense? It's definitely yeah. a little bit... Uh, it's a little more hippie, I guess you could say, but um, yeah, but hippie. I've but I've experienced some of these things in my own walk, and um, it's wonderful. And I think that's where the deeper intimacy. And so, like, it's hard for me to comprehend that idea of intimacy. And you know, I tried to use the word picture of you know the different rooms in a house, and mm -hmm. you know the idea of intimacy with my wife, because those are things that I can practically see. And kind of understand but the intimacy that i have with my wife now is completely different than 14 years ago when mm -hmm. like now i look back and it's like i don't even feel like we had any intimacy it was just like compared to what we have now like they're just it's almost uncomparable of where we're at now compared to what it used to be so like i see this tangible physical relationship that i get to be a part of each and every day and it's like is that a window into this intimacy that I can have with the father as well. So, and, and we know that the greatest, you know, marriage, it's the, this beautiful symbol, the bride and the bridegroom, you know, that language is, is woven throughout the scriptures, even to the last days where there's going to be a marriage supper of the lamb. There's, mm -hmm. a, there's a table being prepared uh, for the bride of which we're a part as well, mm -hmm. you know, even, even the word men, uh, we're part of the bride of Christ and there's going to be this wedding feast, mm. you know, and then intimacy that was unknown, 
right? Mm-hmm. You know, that like Paul says in Corinthians, then we'll know as we're known. Right now we see through a glass darkly, you know, there's this sort of frosty whatever, mm. but eventually it's going to be clear and perfect. Um, no more meditating or contemplating. We'll just know. Mm. Yeah, that would be beautiful, wouldn't it? Mm. So Foster, um, he breaks down um, the contemplative prayer into three areas, which we kind of talked about. He would call it recollection, which simply is recollecting ourselves until we are unified or whole. Because I don't know about you guys, but in the busyness of everything, I can be fragmented and all over the place, and I'm not present mm-hmm. um, sometimes with people, sometimes in conversations. And so the idea of just recollecting ourselves, our whole being, um, our full attention into this moment. And then there, and then he talks about the prayer of quiet, divine love and adoration wash over us because of removing the distractions. So it's kind of once we've recollected ourselves, there's almost this, this overwhelming adoration of who God is. It's, you know, maybe for some, they would describe it as like when you get that goosebump feeling sometimes. Like there's this moment where physically sometimes you feel the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had moments like that. I think I've also had moments where it didn't feel like something, but God was still, still there. clearly there. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to help the listeners that like, well, I never feel him anymore. Well, I think he's still there. It's not always based on a feeling that we have, but I think God does bless us with those moments. Mm -hmm. And then Foster, this is really trippy. Like this is really for all the hippies is, uh, yeah, is spiritual ecstasy. Um, so the thing with that is it's not our responsibility, but it's God's. I mean, the only responsibility that we could possibly have is just being open to that moment. And he shares, um, a story in, um, in his book about St. Augustine and his mom walking in a garden and all of a sudden they're kind of in this other space um, somewhere. A like vision. A vision of mm-hmm. some sort. You know, Paul in Second Corinthians chapter 12, uh, that first five verses, Paul talks about this third heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what was interesting is um, my wife shared with me a conversation that she had with someone from our last encounter night during one of the prayer times, um, their eyes were closed, but they were almost blinded by this bright light. And they begin in their mind, this is all happening, I think in their mind, um, began speaking a different language that they didn't understand. It was just a couple of words they said, Mm. and they were just blinded by this light. And then all of a sudden they opened their eyes and they were back to everybody was worshiping this song. So I don't know how long that moment was for this person, but like to me, that seems like a perfect real life example of someone, at least for maybe a few brief moments, um, was experiencing this spiritual ecstasy. And it happened to be at the encounter night, which is all about prayer and worship and um, meditation. Like there's all of these different practices rolled into the encounter night. So 
I just thought that was really cool. I mean, there's been moments where I feel like God has kind of given me visions. I think it's been in a space where I'm in silence and solitude. I feel like I'm collected. I'm very present in the moment. I have done breathing prayers. Um, I do more of like Holy Spirit or Jesus come or just simply saying the Jesus in an inhale and exhale just really slowly. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like I've practiced some of those prayers and sometimes I do that during my daily quiet times before I even get into the scriptures. Like I'll, um, I'll sit still kind of like why my water's boiling for my coffee. I just sit in my chair and I begin to just kind of be more in that contemplative prayer. So yeah, trying to center myself. Yeah. Um, and trying to remove any distractions. So back to the the experience of person at, at the encounter night. <clears throat> Do you think in that moment that this person uh, was given a spiritual gift of speaking in tongues? In that, I'm moment? not sure. I haven't spoke directly with this person yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, mm-hmm. um, but like the excitement that they had to share it with Amy. Um, it was just really cool. Like I think they were trying to process like what just happened yeah. in a sense. Yeah. And so it was just really cool that they had this wonderful, clearly intimate moment uh, with God. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just, it was really exciting. And then it's like, huh, well, I'm going to be going on the podcast, radiant reflections <laughs> and um, this might get brought up. And so I just thought that was cool. Like this is something that literally happened last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the timing of it. And I share that of, I don't know, maybe the listeners, like maybe you've experienced something like that, but like you were nervous to talk about it, like, mm-hmm. or you weren't sure what was happening. Cause I think a lot of these prayers that we talked about, even some of these call it deeper water prayers, I'm willing to bet that there's quite a few of our listeners, church family that have experienced stuff like this. They just didn't have maybe language to put with it. And I mm-hmm. feel like Foster kind of gives us language for things that maybe we've experienced. We're freaked them out. They're like, whoa, what was that? They got, I don't know what to do Sure, with that. Guys, <laughs> yeah. Have you guys read uh, Gion? Um, uh, is it Practicing? Not Practicing the Presence. That's Brother... Um, Brother Lawrence? Yeah. Oh, my friend, Descartes, uh, shared a book with me. I can't think of the lady's name now. 1500s, but about the presence of God. And it was so abstract and so deep. Kind of what you're talking about, Kinsey. Was, and I read it. I read the whole thing, but I was kind of like feeling like I was two, three feet away from mm-hmm. it. You know, yeah. not quite ready for it. <laughs> yeah. So I want to go back another day. <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe even a lot of what I just said seems like, what in the world is he talking about? And that's completely okay. Mm-hmm. Like... I think the important thing for us, too, when we talk about contemplative and meditative prayers is to say that that's uh, seeking after experience and seeking after emotion or mm-hmm. a feeling is not the pursuit. Yeah, right? that's not the pursuit. Right. See, you know, the pursuit of a vision even or. Uh, the pursuit of a particular gift of the spirit because the spirit's the one that gives them, right? Whether right. it's tongues or healing or anything like that. You know, we've talked about this a lot with the spiritual disciplines and practices. If Jesus isn't central, like Jesus isn't center stage, if whatever you're involved in, like whatever the practice is, breathing prayer, contemplative, meditative prayer, if you're not coming closer to Jesus, if he is not being exalted in that practice, right. throw if, that thing out. If yeah. you do it, 
to try to achieve some experience or ecstasy. some feeling of ecstasy, yeah. then, then we're off. And that's, that's why I was nervous about using yeah. that word just because of like current but want to use it, not you. culture. Yeah. yeah. So I can see how that could muddy the water. So thank you for bringing uh, clarity to that. Because I think ultimately it's us being able to, to listen and to hear God. Mm-hmm. And then if he tells us something like being obedient mm-hmm. to what, he's telling us to do so and, and i think the important thing when we're talking about these contemplative or meditative practices too is to say you know if you go into this and you, you say to god god i know that you love me mm-hmm. i know that i'm your son i know that i'm your daughter i know that you're not going to allow anything to harm me and i'm coming into this space trusting you as my father you know i think when jesus said oh how i wish to gather the people of israel like a mother hen under her wing you know, like we're under this great wing of God and he's protecting us. We can go into those spaces with confidence, believing and knowing that Jesus will never lead us astray. Mm-hmm. And he's going to give us that, that little rub, that that check in our spirits when there's something that's not of him, maybe mm-hmm. another entity mm-hmm. that's, you know, there are fiery darts. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been in those meditative and contemplative practices and I've, I've, I was like, whoa, where did like, that's yeah. not from Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. But also, also the, the glory of knowing that, uh, knowing this is, is to say, it's not of me either. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes we'll have these, mm. these, these things that are coming from the external to us. Right. It's like, oh, what a dark and wicked thought or what a dark and wicked thing. That's a fiery dart from the enemy of our souls yeah. that's being shot at us. And I, I don't know how you, you guys are probably the same right away. I'm like. Oh Jesus, give me a shield of faith. Yeah. Quick. I need a shield of faith. Just let that thing ping off. All the more <laughs> reason why we need to put the armor on. Yeah. Well, because yeah. otherwise those darts they derail the very intimacy that you're trying to to mm, foster that's good. Uh, in that space. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if I'm sitting in this space of 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 desiring intimacy with God and and this dart, as you you know, this this fiery dart comes in and it's this, it's this whatever it is, this some dark thought, some something not of Jesus. Well, and the way the enemy works, right, is is he he tries to uh, install false identities mm. into us, right? And if I now sit in this space and and I see this dark thought as who I am, well, who I can't I can't be that and come into the presence. And so now we begin to doubt our very standing with God. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like he's a, he's a tricky little. Yeah. Bad word. <laughs> so to give confidence in that, because this is a real thing. Uh, 1 John um, chapter 4, the second half of verse 4 says, the one who is in you is greater than mm. the one who's in the world. Yes. Good word. And so, like, just we need to know that truth. Once again, like, this isn't for the novice. We need to know the word. We need to be able to combat the enemy who does want to shoot these fiery dar- uh, darts at us. To ruin, he doesn't want us to have that intimacy with God, mm-hmm. right? But it roots again back to that identity piece. Last week, so last week I had a dog day, right? And uh, I went through this book called "Living Fearless" by Jamie Winship. Mm. Uh, I, I would recommend it. But it's it's all about identity and mm. and looking at who does God say that you are, yeah. right? But he but he he deals with that idea of false identities. Because those those are a barrier, and if we live into those, mm. like that, that takes us away from all the things that God desires for us. Uh, so yeah, we need to we need to stand firm. And you, you use that, so, man. You just said it a few minutes ago, right? Like I'm a beloved son of God, mm. kind of, right? Like or daughter, you know, if you're yeah, you're watching it, right? Like that's who you are. That's mm-hmm. that's how we come into this space. Mm. You know, through Jesus, we are that adopted son and daughter of, mm-hmm. of God. 
And he grants us that privilege and honor of, of coming into his presence. Mm-hmm. With boldness. Yeah. So yeah, yeah approach the throne, throne of grace. grace with boldness. So thankful for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then when you, when, you, when you have that sense of, oh, man, I can't. Like, oh, yeah, it's me. Like, that's not from God. Because mm-hmm. he says we can come in boldly mm-hmm. through what Jesus accomplished. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So um, Foster ends this chapter with a prayer. So I just want to share this prayer. I mean, if you guys have any more questions, but I think this could be a a modeled prayer for someone who's interested in moving more upwardly um, in their intimacy with God in prayer life. Um, his prayer says, My Lord, my God, listening is hard to me. I do not exactly mean hard, for I understand that this is a matter of receiving rather than trying. What I mean is that I am so action-oriented so product-driven that doing is easier for me than being. Mm-hmm. I need your help if I'm to be still and listen. I'd like to try, and I'd like to learn how to sink down into the light of your presence until I can become comfortable in that posture. Help me to try now. Thank you. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's beautiful. Beautiful prayer. Uh Viewers, listeners, I, I just feel prompted <clears throat> on the, the heels of that prayer. Take that step, you know, take that leap of faith uh, just to go to God and, and begin to press into meditative or contemplative prayer mm. with the simple act of, of choosing a length of time. Mm. Just to say, I'm going to take, we, we've used uh, two minutes to start with, yeah. you know, 120 seconds. Uh, and just listening. And Ruth Ailey Barton, I think she does really well to say, you don't want to be too comfortable. You want to be in a high back chair, support <laughs> your back, feet flat on the floor uh, like this, um, and, and palms up like this in a posture of submission and openness to God to mm. say, God, in this two minutes, uh, I'm ready to receive from you. And be disciplined in that practice, mm-hmm. right? Uh, don't just do it once. Don't just do it twice. Don't just do it three times. But continue in that practice and what you will find is the two minutes will become three and the three minutes will become four and the four minutes will become five and before you know it contemplative and meditative prayer will be a part of your your life uh in the doing in the habit that you formed and god will meet you there yeah it's happened for me mm-hmm. yeah me too me too it's good yeah, I, I have a practice of reading through the scriptures every year, uh, and I felt like God was telling me this year not to do that, hmm. uh, that I was supposed to read through the New Testament very, very slowly over hmm. the period of this calendar year, starting in Matthew, and I'm just now in Mark, you know, hmm. it's March, um, and now I know why, because he had a desire to expand that time in the morning for prayer. Hmm. Prayer was to be the hmm. focus. And it, I was not. I wouldn't have been aware of time, because I'm in that place of meditation and contemplation. That had I been reading five and six chapters, sure. and then gone into prayer, I, my wife would have come out and been like, "Hey, you're behind. You need to get to in the shower. I got to get going." You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the Lord's sovereign. He's good, and he man, he just guides us and leads us when we don't even know where we're going. And I think there's seasons where it is to, good to read through the Bible. So that Jump way we. It. That way we understand the themes or mm-hmm. some of the big mega concepts that are happening in the scripture. And yeah, yeah I'm currently working through the Psalms and um, 
I think I'm going to be in there a while. <laughs> I'm only on chapter 20 and mm-hmm. been in there for a few weeks already. And yeah, it, it's been good. I feel like God has met me and I've been pretty transparent about, you know, some of the dark night that I've been in. I think I'm starting to come out of it. Um, but like some of those Psalms have lined up exactly where I'm at. Mm. And it's like, whoa, like I couldn't have worded it any better. And it just breaks me. And it's like, Lord, that's me right there. <laughs> I pick up my Bible and I raise it up to him yeah, and say, like, that is what, what he said. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I can't word it any better than that. It's really, it's like, so thank you, Lord. So mm. it's good. Yeah. Well, hey, this has been episode 20 of our reflections. Thank you for joining us for yet another fun filled coffee exploration <laughs> and conversation uh, about the, the series that we're in. I want to encourage you, as JB said, like, share, subscribe, all those different things. We're really close to 27. Our, uh, really close to hitting our goal of that. So can I be invited to that? Like, I want to be a part Everybody's of Everybody's invited. Yeah. I'm subscribed to the channel. So yeah. there you go. No, so you qualify. You don't okay. have to be a subscriber to attend, but maybe we should make that. A, Ooh, a that, that would be, yeah, you can't come. Show us your credentials before you get a sip of coffee. <laughs> you need to open up the YouTube app. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, but, uh, we, we don't know next week if we're going to be together. We'll see. I well, think, we'll, I think we we'll be together. We we may or may not right. record yeah. an episode. We yeah, have a is... we have a conference that we go to. Uh, this will be the second yeah second year we've we've gone down as a staff to Exponential. It's a conference in Orlando, Florida, about multiplication. Really, really cool. God did some cool things there last year. When we were mm-hmm. there. And yeah, we look forward yeah. to what he has for us this year. Yeah. So pray that all the people who want to go to the John Mark Comer sessions don't get to go and just we just get to be in there with him. Wait, but we want to go. So if they pray that none of the people that no, want to go. We just want to have a seat. I just want to, I don't think there's going to be seats. I didn't know John Mark Comer was going to Bro, he's going to be there. So John Mark Comer is one of the guys who God's used to really stir us about spiritual disciplines uh, yeah. and practices. And slowing down in life. Read his book, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Read his book, Live No Lies. Garden Uh, City. Garden City is amazing. If you're diving into the waters of Sabbath, we were were made to live in a garden. We're going back to a garden. Uh, Another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But uh, thank you for joining us. It's been episode 20. We look forward to seeing you, whether it's from this space in two weeks or from Orlando next week. We will... Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.